Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome, everybody, to Spaces with Josie. I am Josie, the red-headed libertarian and your host today. And I'd like to welcome my live streamers at TimCast.com. Thank you for becoming members and helping to support our work. I'm very excited for my guest today, my incredible friend, Ashley St. Clair. Welcome, Ashley. Hello, hello. How are you, Josie? Thanks for having me on. I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Can you tell our listeners who might be new a little bit about who you are, what you do? A little bit of a jack-of-all-trades. I have a background in uh, creative strategy, consulting, fundraising. I'm currently at the Babylon Bee. I run operations at the Babylon Bee. Um, But I've also worked um, as an independent journalist for many, many years. Um, And I have also have a background at the Post Millennial, writing for human events. Um, And then doing my own thing here on X. I love it. I, I love how creative you are, and you make me laugh all the time, and I'm just I'm so happy that you could be here, for sure. I'm but, glad. We need at least one or two funny women, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it is, it's, it's our cross to bear, Ashley. Uh, so you actually, I mean, this is more of a serious topic, but we're going to try to have fun anyway. But uh, you broke what I consider to be probably one of the biggest stories of 2023, um, just, just this week, that U.S. airlines are human trafficking migrants, children to adults in mass. In your viral video, what's it been viewed like 25,000 or sorry, million, 25 million, 30 million times? And that doesn't include anything that's been, you know, ripped and shared on, on, on news stations. So can you tell us about, about this? Like, like, what did you see? What tipped you off and made you realize that something was not right? Yeah, I want to be careful about um, using the words human trafficking, um, okay. you know, especially since just, just uh, I don't want to get sued here. <laughs> I, I, I will, too, you know, CYA. But I, so I was at Turning Point's AmFest, mm-hmm. America Fest, and uh, I was heading back home to New York City and catching a red-eye flight uh, out of Phoenix Sky Harbor. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport going back to JFK. This was an 11 p.m. flight. Um and I, I saw, I noticed right away, because I've been down to the border uh, several times, down at Eagle Pass um, and other parts of the border. I've been down to the migrant processing facilities, the migrant resource centers, um, interviewed these folks, seen them at, at, right after they're detained, seeing them as they're being detained. Um, and immediately as I'm coming up to my gate, I see this massive line of people. And I recognize immediately the processing center bags. Hmm. And I, I realized these, these were migrants. And so I went right behind the gate was the Delta Sky Club. So I went in to ask a representative because immediately my mind goes to my two-year-old child at home Mm -hmm. um, and whether or not these folks had proper medical screening. You know, I've been down to the border. I've seen the antibiotics and everything strewn across the border um, because, you know, they pick up a lot of uh, diseases and illnesses along their journey, Mm -hmm. Um, as we all do when we travel, right? Um, So, uh, you know, I was immediately concerned uh, about that, Um, especially here in New York City. We're seeing an increase in uh, things like tuberculosis. Down in Texas, they're seeing a a large increase in tuberculosis. So I asked the Delta rep at the Sky Club, I said, you know, are are these migrants from the processing facilities and have they been uh, medically screened? Have they been properly screened? And the guy immediately says to me, he says, well, what do you care? They're all, uh, they're humans too. Would you like a mask? And so, I, you know, I'm not one to get into confrontations at airports because that's the last per- place you want to get into yeah. a confrontation. Um, and so I said, yeah, okay, I see what's going on here. And I stepped out and I actually FaceTimed Jack Posobiec. Mm. Um, and I started showing him what was happening. And he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> record this. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, get off the phone with me and take a video, record this. And so I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously it, it blew up online, but the effects after and, and, 
you know, this was my first time seeing it. Obviously, I was very familiar with uh, what's happening down at the border, very familiar with the processing facilities, very familiar with the migrant crisis we have going on in this country. Mm-hmm. But I had not been aware that they were, you know, essentially having these these flights paid for on commercial airlines to be flown all over the country. Um, and so that that was news to me. But after I posted it, uh, this has been going on for basically the entirety of the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just increased dramatically in frequency. Yeah. Every time I look at your account, there's some sort of new development that you found and that you vetted. Can you go over some of these new developments that keep happening? Like you, you had posted recently that there aren't names on some of these tickets. Yeah, I'm getting photos from pilots, um, um, flight attendants of boarding passes that the the name printed quite literally says uh, no name given. Um, And they can do this in a variety of circumstances. Like, for example, sometimes they'll do this when people are coming from India um, Mm -hmm. and they don't have a first name. but these are indeed migrants that are not giving names um, and have, you know, whited out areas on their passports, um, et cetera, um, that are having boarding passes printed that say no name given. And so th- it's incredibly concerning. I wish I could post some of the photos, but it's it's difficult because it has all the flight information and it would basically be like an entirely blurred photo mm-hmm. <laughs> except for the no name given um, if I were to post it because I don't want to get these pilots in trouble. They're so concerned about maintaining an anonymity and keeping their pensions. You know, they have mouths to feed. Of course. And so I'm, I'm trying to work around a lot of this, but I'm just... Uh, really saturated with tips um and if there's anyone listening who has sent me information i I do want to say thank you uh for having the courage to come forward a lot of people are sending things to me and james o'keefe who i I hosted a space with uh last night um he actually was at sky uh phoenix sky harbor yesterday when he was approached by some individuals who work for an airline that we won't name Mm -hmm. and said you know if you want to see something crazy go to door 21 sure enough he goes to door 21 and there is the bus dropping off migrants um and so anybody who may be listening who works for an airline is a pilot feel free to send me or james o'keefe additional tips but this has been just just crazy the information I'm getting um, and just how long a lot of these pilots have been sitting on this. They've been in the dark. There's uh, some of them that are forming groups and almost like coalitions to go on fact-finding missions and figure it out. They're talking to the towers. They're talking to the gate agents. They're talking to, uh, you know, the CSA's customer service um, agents uh, about this stuff to try to piece together what the hell is happening because they have no idea um, and I've, I've said this a few times, but it really stood out to me. One of the pilots who I spoke with over the phone, he said, you know, Ashley, I don't know who the hell is boarding my, my plane. Um, and that is in- incredibly terrifying. And, mm-hmm. and that's the case for a lot of these folks. One of them who spoke with us last, uh, last night on the space uh, said that, you know, they, they have sometimes the migrants are in handcuffs and dropped off at the plane and put on the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the... The airline staff has given no additional security uh, for these flights, and they're left with these migrants who are were literally just in handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not given any additional security. As uh, many of you know, the air marshals are being sent down to the border at this point uh, to help assist with that crisis. So it's just all been very crazy, all of these things that are coming out now. Um, and for whatever reason, that 30-second video I took at the airport was a catalyst for a lot of people feeling comfortable enough to come forward, uh, which I, I appreciate. These concerns are universal, and you have your finger on the pulse of America. And these were things people were afraid to talk about for a long time and now they're realizing they're funding it and they can't afford their groceries and they have these people pouring into the country i mean it it may it, it gave me chills when you said pilots don't know who are boarding their planes that is some 9-11 level security risk um i mean these these migrants they're barely vetted they can't be doing a great job down there with with the supply of or, or the demand of just a pouring in of migrants and I mean, the ratio from migrants to border patrol, that's why they're pulling people off different places to to sort this out. 
Um, oh, absolutely. And I, I, on that point, uh, mm-hmm. Josie, I would say, you know, there's a lot of people who are saying, well, why are you even going after the airlines? It's, it's TSA, it's mm-hmm. DHS. That's who you should be upset about. And I think that's absolutely um, a, a load of BS, frankly, because these these airlines owe it to, to their pilots, to their employees, to their passengers, to their customers to answer a lot of these questions, um, because obviously there is some sort of deal going on. Obviously, there is something going on, some contracts, whatever it is, there's a lot of people buying buying these flights. Um, and the the corporate side of the airlines seem to know something is going on, but for whatever reason, um, all of their staff, all of their passengers are not made aware of this. Um, and I think it is in the airline's interest if there are exceptions being made by TSA and DHS that put their, their passengers at risk, that put their pilots at risk. I think they do have a right to ask these questions, and I think they're going to be more effective in asking these questions, considering most of these airlines have, you know, they have lobbying offices down in D.C. They're down there every day lobbying. They have a lot more lobbying power um, than you and I do. Yeah. So I, I think it's absolutely in their interest, and I think um, it, it's the right method to to put the pressure on these airlines because they're they're complicit in this, and they have been for for years now. Yes, and you see those who work around it using guilt and shame tactics, like when you asked, "Are these people properly health screened?" Which is a fair question because I mean we needed negative COVID tests for how long in order to board a plane? Like, so. So you asking that concern and they immediately went to shame you. Well, they're humans. Like, like what did, did they think that you thought they weren't human? Like, that's, that's a shame tactic and that's meant to silence you or, you know, humiliate you into not questioning them. And we saw that's how they like to control speech. And when they're trying to control your speech, you're usually over the target. So um, would you say, like, what would you say is the most alarming whistleblower uh, information that you've been told since this whole scandal broke? Um, one of it being, there's a lot of concerning aspects of it. The, the most, con- I, I don't know, because there's there's different reasons that all of it is concerning. There's different reasons that, you know, the lack of security screening mm-hmm. is concerning and not knowing who's boarding the plane. That is um, as concerning on a national security level as well. Um, it's concerning that there, we don't know if they're having proper me- medical screenings mm-hmm. when we're seeing a rise in tuberculosis um, and other diseases and illnesses here in New York and Texas and places that did not have these outbreaks. Um, like I said, you know, I have a two-year-old baby at home mm-hmm. um, and that I would like to be reassured that that's not happening because I'll tell you when you, if you're an international refugee and you're flying on any of these airlines into the States from another country, there are standards set out by the CDC um, and other organizations that you have to have um, proper screening for tuberculosis and other diseases or regional um, specific diseases um, and illnesses. But because these folks are crossing the border illegally, then going to the processing center for like 30 seconds, it's technically domestic travel because they're traveling within the United States when in reality they they should be treated as international refugees in terms of health screenings and and other standards. Um, And then the other aspect that I I had not even really thought about and people mentioned and I brushed it off as, you know, a bit conspiratorial, but a a large number of these pilots and flight attendants are mentioning is child trafficking. Mm. Um, They are concerned about this because in each one, they all are using the same language. Um, They're like, we're trained to spot this. We're trained, you know, see something, say something. You know, you go to the bathroom in any airport, you can't go anywhere without seeing the number for uh, the child trafficking or sex trafficking, human trafficking um, hotlines. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And so they're, they don't know what's going on, right? Because, Josie, if you or I travel with our children, what do we have to do? We have to show their birth certificates. Mm-hmm. We have to show that that is our child. Um, so these identification exceptions are not only applied to the individual. We don't necessarily know if these children traveling with them are these 
people's children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is highly concerning to these pilots, to these flight attendants. And one pilot for a major airline told me, he said, you know, we don't know. And what are we going to do for each person that we think might be um, trafficking someone? We're going to stop the plane. We're going to call, you know, it's it, they're in a tough position, too, because it's increasing in frequency. And then, you know, if they are to report something like this, they have to stop the plane. They have to see what's going on. You have a lot of angry passengers. You have a lot of angry people. Mm-hmm. And if it turns out to be nothing, they may be in trouble with corporate. Um, so there's a lot of different aspects of this. And they're they're having to be put between a rock and a hard spot um, at an increasing rate uh, because of the, the vast volume of these people coming through on these flights. Um, one pilot told me it's probably about 20% of his flights now. I know my flight was... There were a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> on my flight alone, um, and I think they really pack those red eyes in, in early morning flights. Yeah, I bet. Um, I remember reading um, an article from Border Patrol. I believe it was 2016. Um, it was dur- It would have been later than that because it was during the crisis of, I can't believe you're separating children from their parents. You remember that? Well, apparently before that was even dramatic, I mean, they've kind of always done that for certain reasons, but before that was even a thing, they had done like like been looking at it, and one-third of the unaccompanied children or the children that were coming through the border at all arrived with an adult who was not a parent. One-third, one in three were coming with a coyote or a human trafficker or or a kidnapper we don't know and um making this journey showing up with somebody who wasn't their parent so so you know that's that's alarming in that and then to think that and and more recently josie and i think it was 2021 there was a report on you know all the missing migrant children under under the biden administration one third same number one third they cannot account for or find Mm -hmm. a third of the migrant children that were processed they cannot find them they have no idea where they're at that's that's horrifying to me. I feel like I'd I'd heard that the New York Times, it's either the New York Times or Repo, was somebody that you wouldn't expect. They did kind of a, a they kind of researched this and were like, where are these kids? And I guess some of them are turning up that like was the, in, that was the New York Times. Yes, yes, turning up in factories, right? Child labor. Is yeah, that, I think the New York yeah. Times, whoever wrote that, probably doesn't have a job. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> wow, this is interesting. Definitely. Um, so would you consider what you see to be an invasion if you had to if you had to call it that? There is no other way to look at it, but mm-hmm. it, it's not just here, right? I just got back from uh, Italy a couple weeks ago. I spoke at the Free Europe uh, convention with Matteo Salvini wow. and several leaders from Europe. And the stories are identical. And, and I'll tell you what's happening here. We've implemented these <clears throat> asylum laws and refugee treaties that are being abused to, to no end. Mm-hmm. Um, because how it works here and basically every other European country, right, they, they step foot on American soil and claim asylum. We have to quote unquote give them a shot. That's why so many people are saying, well, they're not technically illegal. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in my eyes, they still are. They're crossing illegally. They're lying about their asylum status. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people on camera admitting that even though they're claiming asylum, they're thanking Joe Biden for claiming asylum. I believe it was Nuance Bro or Tony Ortiz who posted this video, maybe Taylor Hansen. Um, but they, they were thanking Joe Biden for the asylum laws and then admitting on camera that they were only here for economic and social purposes. Um they weren't fleeing some horrible circumstances. Um, and, and that's the case with a lot of this. They're just abusing these asylum laws. And there's there's very little that especially our state governments can do. And even, you, you know, like in Italy, a lot of the leaders with a lot of power there, their hands are tied because of these refugee treaties, these international treaties, these asylum laws. Um, so there really needs to be an international reckoning on what's going on because it, the, the migrant crisis is unprecedented in the United States and every European country right now. They used to have here in America very strict asylum laws like, all right, well, you need to meet the requirements of A, B, and C in order to claim asylum or you can't claim asylum. Do these, do these treaties cancel these laws out? 
Um, there's, there's been a lot more that's been added under the Biden administration, so it makes it a lot more lenient. The other issue is how backed up our system is with the number of them that they're letting in. Um, there's some people that have court dates in 2025 into the 2030s. Oh my God. Do you think they're ever going to those court dates? Most of these people? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was in San Antonio at the Migrant Resource Center, uh, we were interviewing people, uh, me and Nuance Pro and Tony Ortiz, and one individual showed us paper work with a court date in 2025 in Arizona and he was in San Antonio um, so it's just astounding what's happening here and the we just need a full stop until we figure out what the hell is going on frankly um, because this is our this is not sustainable um, we don't have the infrastructure for it we don't have the economic resources for it um, and you know there's a variety of other issues that we could get into and talk about for hours mm-hmm. um, but but this is we've never seen anything like this so I'm gonna talk a little bit about what the Constitution says about all of this because that's what I do. I bring everything back to the Constitution. So the federal government has a responsibility to protect the states from invasion. This is cited in Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution. When the federal government fails to do that, the responsibility then falls to the states or the individuals, as nowhere in the Constitution does it prohibit the states and the individuals from doing it themselves. So that's that's the Tenth Amendment. Uh, so so we see Ken Paxton, for instance, in Texas, stepping up and trying to stop this, like whether it's the buoys. And, and Ken Paxton, he's wonderful. I've had him on my show before. He has something close to like an 80% win rate against the Biden regime. And that tells you why they wanted to take him out so hard and how they succeeded for three months in doing that and were able to do more damage when he wasn't there to stop it. But um, that's just from a constitutional standpoint how they are just ne- just neglecting their duties to the highest extent to the point where I mean even uh, the governor of Arizona sent the National Guard down there like this is this is unprecedented this is this is it's, it's really terrifying what's happening and I mean they're kind of changing the entire fabric of our country and what it's made up what it looks like I mean in the next few years it's not even going to be recognizable and that's very deliberate, okay? Mm-hmm. There, There is absolutely an agenda to make us all just one globalist homogenous blob yeah. here. Um, but, so, but it's... The issue is so many people don't know about this. Um, I was speaking with a family friend who used to be rather liberal and very in, integrated into, like, the BLM circles and the very far-left circles, and I, I went to her and I said, you know, can I ask you, why is it that so many on the left not only don't care about this, but they get so angry? You know, I have a lot of people calling me a racist, a xenophobe, saying that I only recorded because I saw too many brown people, which is just absurd. Um, no, it turns out I'm, I actually know what I'm talking about. I've been down to the border. I recognize the processing center mm-hmm. bags. Um, and, you know, she said, she goes, they just don't know. She said, you know, they, they, they very much still believe the narrative that this is just women and children and people wanting a better life. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time I've been down to the border, you you do see some women and children, uh, but it is a majority military-aged men. And so that's why it's so important. And I keep telling anybody who is able to go down and, and take your phone out and just record what's happening and show not only you don't have to have a large following it really makes a difference the more people who just get this out there even to their smaller communities and saying this is not a conspiracy this is what what's happening look at the demographic of the people coming this is mostly military age men um this is a, this should concern all of us um you know obviously when i say that i want to also caveat and say hey you know <laughs> be respectful don't get into confrontations mm-hmm. uh just record document things i think that's uh really effective and we do have a lot of power as citizen journalists to do that so i would encourage as you know if you if you see it share the clips or go go get it yourself if, if you have the time you're able to do that you have the resources go down eagle pass um that's what I did. That's what um, a few other people who came with me did. And you'll see it. You will see it with your very own eyes. And there's really not anything like seeing it in person. 
Yeah, I mean, I've I've tried to follow some of the border stuff, and um, I, you know, I've I've been wrong on some of it because I've never been down there. But I try to listen to journalists who have been down there until I can get down there myself, and um, you know, people that I trust and uh, the footage that I see, and I'm able to deduce logic from that. And you know, it's incredibly helpful what what you guys do. Some things to worry about when it's military age men is, I mean, for one, like there are sleeper cells that we have to worry about. There's groomer gangs, there's gangs in general. That's There's there's a lot of danger that we worry about with these young men. And I mean, young men might be the most ready to just drop everything and go, you know, start a new life, whatever. That's, you know, kind of the argument that um, the establishment will give us when we say there's a ton of military age men spilling food through the border that aren't Americans. You know, and another thing that, that they were talking about at one point was maybe we make these our military, you know, because they can't get anybody who loves their country enough to join their military. Might as well have all these these men from other countries join the military, you know, because they have a loyalty to the Constitution. But um, that seems to be what they're kind of heading in that direction about, okay, well, maybe we'll just give them citizenship if they join the military. And that just seems to be kind of a long game from, from what I'm, I'm deducing from that. Yeah, I think there, there's more of a globalist agenda there rather than just, you know, increasing our, our military numbers because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we're just not fighting wars the way we used to uh, traditionally anymore um, in a lot of ways. But I I don't, I don't see this stopping anytime soon under the Biden administration unless, you know, Republicans step up and Democrats. I don't, I don't even understand why it's a partisan issue. Um, but strongly, strongly worded letters aren't working. Mm-hmm. Um, so they really need to start taking action. I really think one of those avenues is, you know, holding the airlines accountable because once this starts getting out there, all of these airlines, Delta, American Airlines, they have war rooms for their PR. They see every time you mention them, even though they're not saying a word, they see every time they are mentioned, they mm-hmm. see every news article, they see every tweet, they see every post, they see every whatever it is. And so how silent they're being on this is, is really incredible, um, considering the number of people, the number of status holders, especially on Delta, that have said, you know, hey, we would like these questions answered. And it's not, you know, that I'm like, oh, you know, screw Delta, whatever. But <laughs> they, they should be giving, they, they, just answer the questions. <laughs> just answer the questions. I don't understand why it's so hard to answer these questions for your passengers and for your pilots and, and for your staff. Um, are these people being properly, do they have proper medical screening, um, like the standards set out by the CDC for other international refugees? Um, is there proper security screenings being done? Um, should you be beefing up your security on, on your flights or just leaving this to, to the flight attendants um, and passengers? Um, and then lastly, who's funding this? Mm-hmm. Is this taxpayers who are funding this? We know that a lot of the people showing up to the border have suitcases like they just got off an airplane, you know? We know that there's NGOs involved. Which NGOs? You know, there's so many unanswered questions. Yeah, there. I mean, there, it's pretty sinister the way these NGOs are involved, too. I mean, they're flying, the NGOs are like flying American flags outside um, mm-hmm. in these countries, um, and they know to go there, and the NGOs coach them on how to claim asylums. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Status on, you know, how to get there. They're funding the trains and and other transportation up to our southern border. Mm -hmm. And what's really funny is they they get rid of their IDs, a lot of them, as they get to to our border. Um, And they carry them up to that point because a lot of the other countries that they're traveling through require them to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of these countries that they're coming from and coming through uh, require more identification than we do as they're crossing our border to claim asylum. Yeah, that's alarming. Um, you had mentioned earlier that you know as soon as they're on our so- as soon as they're on our soil, they have to be given a chance, which is the American way, you know so that's why it, it, that's why like Ken Paxton is trying to prevent them from getting onto our soil at all by with the buoys with ways to keep them off of the soil so that way they can wait in Mexico until it's their until it's their 
their time. Which, you know, that's that's noble, and mm-hmm. sure, we can do things to stop that, but we, we really have to go hard at these asylum laws and these refugee treaties because, again, it's happening in Europe, it's happening in Italy, and Italy, they can't really do anything. They have so much coast. How, how are they supposed to stop mm. them from just stepping on the soil? Um, they can't. They have, you know, an influx of people from Libya and all over, um, as do we, and it's... You know, yes, I do believe we should have a physically secure border. Um, but we do need to address these asylum laws and refugee laws that are being abused and exploited relentlessly. Yeah. What do you think a process to do that is? Do you think, like, writing your senator is enough? Like, what, what do you, how do you think that we're going to go about doing this? Because I believe you're right. I think that that is the next step. So how do you think we get there? I think public pressure campaigns on everybody involved here are going to be really effective. Um, I'm working with a couple people on the proper calls to action, and, you know, I obviously want to be cautious about making calls to actions Mm -hmm. on uh, giant spaces. Um, (laughs) But I am working with with a few people on on what the, the best way to address this is. But as of right now, I think keeping pressure on all of these companies that are not giving their their passengers and uh, staff answers to the questions that they want answered um i think that's that's been very effective thus far yes and we have a right under our first amendment to redress our grievances so however we want to do that within the limits of free speech within the limits of peaceful protest uh we need to go about that process for sure and use those words when we do it Um, so I'd love to open up the floor for some questions. I've got a whole bunch of requests in here. Would would you be okay with that? Uh, all good by me. Okay, cool. And how long do I have you for? Um, I have about 20 more minutes here. All right, cool. We will keep you within the parameters of that. Perfect. Okay, so I'm just going to make a few people speakers. Also, you guys, all, let's all emote for Josie. She's been hosting some amazing spaces here. She's mm-hmm. become one of my top favorite uh, folks to watch on spaces. Um, I usually watch a lot of spaces for my burner account because I don't like being uh, called out. <laughs> I've, been keeping, I've been keeping up. And let's give some emotes for Josie here. She's doing a fantastic job. Oh, I appreciate, appreciate you. Thank you so much. I love doing i love my job i love doing what i do all right so if we get any weird people i'm gonna kick you out immediately you never know who you're who are you sorry sorry musty university you gotta go (laughs) i didn't think it was that boring what i was saying no i thought you were interesting (laughs) all right there we go i'll get Okay, cool. All right, we're going to start with uh, Guy. And you know my rules, y'all who've been in here before. Uh, request to be a speaker, I'll make you one down there at the bottom. And then you hit that little heart with a plus sign and are able to raise your hand. A lot of people who have a PC, spaces now work on PC, and uh, not all of you have that little raise your hand sign. So just throw up emojis if uh, you're on a PC and you can't raise your hand. All right, Guy Squigs, go ahead. Oh, hey, Josie and Ashley. I'm a big fan of you both. And uh, hey, Recess, I see you out there in the listener section. Love you too, Recess. Um, so uh, my question is, um, like I saw you on uh, like like uh, doing your Fox and Friends. Have you been reached out to by any other types of mainstream media outlets? Anything maybe a little bit more to the left? Or is this going to need like the Chris Rufo kind of treatment where they're, you know, forced to report on it like Chris did with Harvard? Yeah, it's going to be one of those situations where they're forced to report on it. The only time I anticipate... What's really strange, too, is left-wing media hasn't reached out to me for a hit piece yet. I really do not anticipate (laughs) them reaching out to me just to discuss the issue because, frankly, they don't care. Um, It was incredible to see MSNBC reporting on even the situation down on Eagle Pass. Uh, I believe that was today or or yesterday. Um, The only time I anticipate left-wing media reaching out or covering this is as a hit piece you know, probably to say, oh, well, she used the word illegal and they're not technically illegal. They're asylum seekers or whatever (laughs) it is. They're not all illegal. Um, (laughs) So I don't anticipate uh, any left wing coverage of it. I have had um, a lot of organizations reach out to me to do more behind the scenes things. Um, my goal with Fox and Friends and some of these other media hits is is truly to get more whistleblowers. 
um, and people who are on the inside who can provide documentation on what's happening here, who can provide um, photos of things happening, who can provide uh, internal documents, who can provide um, anecdotes of what they've witnessed uh, on the inside. So uh, that has been fruitful in that regard as well. Perfect. Thank you, Thank you so much. Absolutely. And see how Guy asked his question short and sweet? That's what we're going to do so we can get as many questions as we can with Ashley still here. Thank you, Guy. All right, next question. I'll fight you naked. Is that their name? Yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> All right, he's going to have right, a little bit of an echo. Okay, I'll turn it down. All right, go ahead. So, go ahead. I know you haven't personally had a chance to run through and see what the exact demographics of these people are. Are coming over, but I have heard there are some people from Africa and other countries, and I wonder, even though this sounds a little out there, but we know that it would be really useful if something crazy happened during the election cycle. If they just let people in and kind of hope that an attack took place, I don't think that's beyond these people at this point. I'm wondering what you think. Is that a possibility? I mean, I, 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 I think your concerns are valid, but I'm not going to go as far to say that this is planned for, you know, that they just want these migrants to have a terrorist attack. Um, but I, I would say it is definitely a national security concern to just let anybody unvetted into your country at any time, um, whether that's deliberate or not. You know, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to speak to that, but it, it is absolutely undoubtedly what's happening um, at the border in general and them boarding these flights um, and having these lax screening processes is absolutely a national security risk. Um, so I, yeah, I, I believe it is a risk and they are coming from all over. Our southern border is essentially an open border to the world. Um, a lot of these folks are not coming from Mexico. Uh, they're coming from all over. When I was down at Eagle Pass uh, a couple months ago, I spoke to people from countless countries, uh, Venezuela, Honduras, Africa, you know, even even some people like Ukrainian refugees for a while were, were coming down to our southern border and crossing, people from Russia, Africa, all over. Um, because again, it's just, this is the doorway for the rest of the world to just enter America. Mm. Definitely. Thank you. I'll fight you naked. Uh, Sonia, I'm going to bring you up. I'm not going to dox who you are, though. Well, thank you so much, Josie, for, for letting me jump in here. And then, and Ashley, um, we've been running parallel on this story. I appreciate you posting. I'm a retired federal air marshal, and we've been working within the federal air marshal service to try to bring, number one, the air marshals off the border and put them back in our aviation domain so they can try to help thwart another 9-11 if it's possible. But also, we've been uh, reporting to Congress in regards to what we're seeing down at the border with the influx of people that are allowed uh, to, to enter through not only the border, but through TSA with no ID. Um, recently, there was a person that was on the terror watch list that got through not only the border, but got on an actual aircraft and flew to Tampa, Florida, and ICE had to track them down two weeks later. So. The points are valid. This is a very dangerous situation. And the air marshals, we do not understand why national security efforts are not being looked at more cautiously toward the American traveling public. So just wanted to say thanks, Ashley, for, for showcasing this and getting the word out uh, in regards to what's happening. Oh, I appreciate you, Sonia, and you've been doing fantastic work. Everyone should go check out her page. She's been posting a lot of really awesome stuff. And Sonia, if you ever need anything boosted, please feel free to DM me as well. So thank you for everything you're doing as well. Thank you. Thank you, Sonia. Uh, Honey Badger, go ahead. Hey, thank you so much. And I'm so glad you came in, Sonia. Um, I appreciate you. Uh, so, so a couple of things about this. So first of all, um, if, you, if you go on its face, um, Governor Abbott is being accused of human trafficking. That's really interesting. But also, um, kind of to the point, you know, in, in total, if we go back to the absolute unconstitutionality of sanctuary states and sanctuary cities, um, ergo, like enter uh, San Diego, which has seen 50,000 people enter for the last three months. Nobody knows who these people are, but we've seen well-dressed men from China, um, at least 138 that just don't come over with their passports but or, or any identification whatsoever. So I, I guess what I'm saying is, is that 
all of this is happening and, and you know all of this is happening and, and again remember 9-11 happened before um the homeland security act and so now after the homeland security act you know and you know it, historically where where 9-11 happened all of this flies into the face of the a- average american citizen who has who has to be put through, you know, major scrutiny before they, you know, sign off all their rights through TSA and, you know, kind of are at the mercy um, of airlines after they enter. And so I guess my question is, you know, where do we see this moving forward unless, you know, unless there is some, you know, some other intervention? Because, again, you guys got to remember, so Governor Abbott signed into law today or, you know, uh, this is like it's kind of the antithesis of sanctuary cities and states, right? He he is signed into law that um, police officers can arrest um, illegal immigrants and put them in prison. But again, you know that's the sort of the best he can do because what are they going to do with ten thousand people flooding the jails um, in this you know non-sanctuary state that's being poorly run by. Um, being poorly protected on the border, on the border parts of uh, you know of Texas, where Republican representatives sit, and so like, what would be the trajectory? Like, how 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 can we reconcile? The the, the, tra- the trajectory is we're going to lose our country. Um, that that's the trajectory. We're going to lose America. We're going to lose the country that we know and love. Um, so it's really important that people start speaking out against this. And as for, you know, people saying that Greg Abbott is, is trafficking people, the ironic part about that now, especially now that we know what we know about these commercial airlines, is that they've been doing it for years. <laughs> they've been doing it on commercial flights for years. The iron law of woke projection never misses. Exactly. <laughs> the NGOs have been doing exactly what they're saying Governor, Governor Abbott is so horrible for mm-hmm. for years and, and busing them and, and flying them to every community in the United States. I mean, these pilots that are reaching out to me from every single commercial airline nearly. Uh, you know, there's a few that I, I haven't seen named, but most major commercial airlines, I'm getting reports from pilots. I'm getting reports from flight attendants that this is happening. And they're going all over. West Coast, East Coast, New York, Philadelphia, Charlotte, Portland, all over, all over. So, if, you know, they want to to go against Governor Abbott for, you know, making a statement and saying, oh, you guys want to be sanctuary cities? Why don't you deal with what we've been dealing with, which is not at all comparable to what's happening here, to them importing these people who are crossing our border illegally all over into all of our neighborhoods here. Um, You know, here in New York, I don't know if everybody here listening is aware, but we have a very Democrat mayor, Mayor Eric Adams, and even our Democrat mayor is saying uh, we're at capacity. I mean, this guy's losing his mind. He's been down to D.C. so many times. He's like, wait, what the hell? You guys are actually out of your minds here in this party. Um, he, He went down to Mexico to tell them, please do not come. Please do not come. If you do, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. He's doing everything that he can and saying, please, enough is enough. And while our mayor in New York City is saying we are at capacity, we are at capacity, people in Staten Island are are protesting and saying, you know, send them back. Um, Delta Airlines and other airlines are flying them in. Yeah, and just to follow up, just real quick, guys. Okay, so again, the mayor of San Diego, et cetera, has declared that this is the federal government's fault. Okay, check that. A sanctuary state, sanctuary you know, uh, city, et cetera, they are declaring that they are not giving, they're not being given enough federal money. Okay, that's money from every other state, not just California. So they're declaring that what's happening over the San Diego border is the federal government's fault for not giving them enough money while they sit upon this unconstitutional privilege that they declared for themselves. Thank you, Honey Badger. This is just... Oh, my God. It just gets more alarming. And the gaslighting. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let me see. Uh, Sylv, go ahead. Hello. It is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wall Street. Oh, hey. Um, so, you know, one of the things that's always what I've wondered about is when these fake refugees, I mean, I don't, I call them fake refugees. They're all fake refugees. Mm-hmm. Um, when they cross the border and they're now here, is how do they actually function? I mean, it's just to, getting around through life on a daily basis requires documentation, requires drivers. The, the right to work, <coughs> excuse me, the right to work. I looked it up. The, they have to wait six months to even have the right to right to work, which I'm shocked that we even give them the right to work. But, but are they being supported 100%? Like all of their groceries, their rent in some apartments? I mean, so, how, do, how do refugees actually function in life? Because it's tough enough when you're completely legal. I, I'm just shocked that they're, they're able to get through life on a daily basis. Because they're given cash cards, um, sometimes by these NGOs, sometimes by the government. 59% of these immigrants are on some sort of welfare. 59%. We are absolutely footing this bill from beginning to end. Um, and I, I quite literally mean the very beginning, when they are in their country of origin, because we're funding these NGOs. Um, who then fund them coming here. And we're funding the NGOs who are putting them on the planes into our communities and we're funding the welfare that 59% of them are receiving and we're funding the cash cards that they're getting. So they're they're surviving off of you. But you know, all, the, these even liberal mayor, even the radical liberal mayors of cities like Chicago and New York, they're screaming at the Biden administration, make it stop, make it stop. And Biden still doesn't make it stop. I mean, what's the even the Democrats want it to stop. So why isn't there any sort of reaction? I, and that's what I'm not it's, understanding. It's, it's, I, it's I, I thought, I thought when, when the, uh, when the uh, Democrat uh, mayors want it to end, it's going to end. Right. You know, it's, it's difficult to speak about this without, you know, <clears throat> because for whatever reason, globalists has been associated with conspiracies. But that, that really is what's going on here. They very much want a one-world government. When you look at the United Nations websites, you know, they have these, I believe James Lindsay posted it earlier, they have all these things about, you know, how important it is to house the migrants and refugee lives matter and all of this stuff. Um, they very much want to import a variety of cultures within each other um, and make everything more, quote-unquote, united and global and one connected humanity, which I believe the best way to connect humanity is to maintain differences and respect those differences, um, as opposed to this forced integration of everybody that is very much not working out. That fails every time it's tried to. Um, But, you know, I call me a libertarian conspiracy theorist, but uh, I believe it was like within a week of Eric Adams saying you need to stop bringing migrants here. There's suddenly an investigation into a 1993 sexual assault, you know, and that seems to be the way that it goes. Like if, if the people speak out against the globalist agenda, all of a sudden they're being investigated for sex assault or fraud or bribery or, or something else and it all comes out with that timing so just pay attention well, to that I, too. I think that's why a lot of people and, and the democrats are just scratching their head um at trump's rising support mm-hmm. because you know when he said they're they're not after me they're after you i'm just in the way many americans are watching the way that these three-letter agencies and the doj and these laws are being weaponized against trump mm-hmm. and many are realizing hey, they could screw any of us at this point. You know, the law has become so robust that they really could pin any of you. I mean, just take tax law, for example. I believe there's like 10 million words in the tax laws and regulations, all of it combined. There is no reasonable assumption that anybody can read all of that or understand all of that. Um, 
so they, they really can get you for whatever they want to. And, and that's the reality of us adding all of these laws and regulations. And it was refreshing to see Elon speak uh, the other day. I believe it was a few days ago last week and say, you know, we need to start deregulating. We need to delete a lot of these laws and regulations because they're being weaponized against uh, political opposition. I agree with that. All right, I got you for five more minutes, so let's try to take maybe two more questions. Sound good? All right. That works. Okay, cool. Uh, we're going to go Daniel. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Josie, another incredible space. I uh, love your spaces. And Ashley, um, thank you so much for all the work you do. Really, really enjoy following your stuff, and uh, your work is just fantastic. Um, so... Thank you for sharing about, you know, things that we can do. Um, a lot of times I feel just like I'm a keyboard warrior, just like reposting people's stuff, you know, and wanting to be activated, but like, you know, not knowing what to do. Um, I like to look at it as like a possible like supply chain situation. So like, obviously we have the government um, who's giving money to NGOs that we're funding. But as far as like places like Delta, American Airlines, do you know if it's possible for us to, you know, it's, it's one thing to write letters to your senators, governors, and things like that, but um, is there any, do you, do you find it uh, after talking to people um, at the airlines that it would be, like, helpful to, you know, make some noise with the airlines um, without obviously, you know, <laughs> doing anything illegal, clearly, but, like, just, like, you know, reaching out and saying, like, hey, you know, as a concerned citizen, um, you know, there's a lot of nefarious things going on and we really need to, you know, get to the bottom of this. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, just from your perspective with re with regards to your conversations and whatnot. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That's a great question, Daniel. And I want to say thank you. You've been a great supporter, always very positive attitude and positive comments. Um, but that's a fantastic question. I think absolutely keep the pressure on these airlines because Without hesitation, most of these pilots and airline staff that I talk to, another thing that they're all saying is, you know, they're aware, you know, they are watching every post, every comment, every call, all of this. They are obsessed with PR. Um, so keeping that pressure on them, but also, you know, being intelligent about it. You know, you don't want to just tweet at them, fuck Delta or this or that. Um, be very concise and clear in what we're asking here. You know, what is happening here? Are proper medical screenings being done? Are proper security uh, screenings being done? Can you assure us that the, the people boarding this plane, that the pilot knows who's boarding these planes, that you guys know who's boarding these planes, that we know the children on these planes belong to the parents? Um, you know, just asking very clear questions and say, you know, we just want these answers. Call their lines, call their customer service lines. If you have status on any of these airlines, uh, two separate pilots told me um, for two different airlines, one of them was Delta and the other one was American Airlines. They really take seriously the status holders, the card holders. Um, so I'm no longer booking uh, Delta flights. Uh, so I'm, and I'm a status holder. Again, I flew 200,000 miles on Delta alone this year. Um, people like that saying something and saying, hey, you know, I'd like answers to this. If you're a share shareholder, you have uh, stocks in any of these companies, um, speak up and say, hey, what is happening? What is your role in this? Um, there's a lot of questions that, that we want answered. Awesome. Thank you. And seriously, um, keep going. And we, I, I think I speak for everyone here. Like we all got your back. I know we're all like virtual, but we all, we're all behind you and keep up the amazing work. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. The support from you and everybody else has been really incredible. I, you know, there's a few people who have, uh, are just noise in the wind, but overwhelmingly it's been positive and it's been really encouraging to see all the people coming forward and giving information. And it's also really inspiring just to see how many people are, are sick of this. I think people have just had enough. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, I was just so shocked at how much of a catalyst that 30 second video was for a lot of this. But I think people are just done. They are tired of watching their country just be destroyed nobody giving answers i mean even the democrats are you know like was mentioned earlier are screaming into the wind like why you know mm -hmm. make it stop 
And so I think we're at a very important time to make meaningful change, but we have to make sure it's meaningful and, and not give them a reason to say, oh, this is just, you know, people being crazy or racist or xenophobic. Um, don't, don't give them uh, ammo. Um, let's be very clear in what we're asking here and, and demand answers. I agree. All right, last question. Are you I'm a mom. <laughs> yes, uh, Operation Outstanding Infield. I wish I could get to you all. I'm so sorry. I, I did it the fairest way I know how as a mother. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Ashley and I were at the same conference at AmFest, flew out of the same uh, uh, airport, and I was on Delta as well. I think it was a day later uh, from you, Ashley, and it was great to meet you too and, and connect a little bit too. Uh, but yeah, I saw a lot of similar things. A lot of um, people that didn't look like they were supposed to be on there, a little confused about what to do, following kind of instructions. I didn't see the paperwork that you saw. But yeah, it was very, very similar. And um, I struggled going through TSA and all the stuff and getting pat down at nerve damage. So, and the fact that do these people have an actual ID that gets them through? TSA more than the average person like I have to pay for a TSA pre-check and go through all these things but like you said do do these people have more of a free pass than the average American citizen yeah you're 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 gonna get more priority screening if you just go and cross at the southern border and commit a federal crime <laughs> but I um yeah, there uh, it, it is a big problem, and the issue is it's it's overwhelming. And I do I am in possession of some other videos and documents that they are um, that is really what's the word? I'm trying to be careful with my words. Again, I'm going after some of the most powerful airlines in in the country in the world right now. Um, they are very much complicit in this, um, and there are certain airlines that have made instructional videos uh, for these people who are first-time flyers from all over the world, um, from primarily migrant countries that, you know, hopefully I'll be able to speak about soon. But it's, it, it's just incredible how little they are telling everybody um, except what appears to be their corporate executive staff. Yeah, and like you said, it just be observant and pay attention, ask questions. It, yeah, like you said, don't go after people in mean kind of ways, but expose this stuff. And yeah, I notice you're working with James O'Keefe on this stuff. Like this stuff will probably just spread, especially as the more whistleblowers, because this kind of operation, does, I, I'm military veteran and i know how operations work they don't throw this stuff together overnight it is planned like you said they probably have instructions it, it doesn't work just as uh, like a one one-time thing this has probably been in the works for a long time the employees know what to do even if they have just a little piece of the puzzle so thank you so much for bringing this up yeah of course thank you for the question and it was great meeting you at amfest this, uh, whoever keeps waving incessantly, I can take one more from that okay. individual because they seem very eager. Um, so don't make me regret that, whoever that is. <laughs> Marauder? Um, but I have, I have uh, time for one more. All right. Oh, yeah, I'm laughing hey, yeah, and talking. Marauder, go ahead. Hey, yeah, sorry. Uh, thanks for taking my, my question, Ashley. Uh, I'm a retired uh, civil affairs operator in the United States Army. And uh, we did uh, populace and resources control for a situation similar to this. And I just wanted to ask you, maybe could you describe to us the demeanor of all of the refugees? Uh, particularly, um, did, they, did they appear cognizant of, uh, of their surroundings? Did they look like they had some kind of uniform marking? Um, and if they were traveling with children, did the children look uh, like they were not in any way related to the, um, the, the supposed parents or adults that they were traveling with? No, honestly, a lot of them just looked very confused. Um, the migrant woman who was sat next to me, for example, she just, I guess she wanted to plug in her phone at one point, and she just tapped me on the shoulder and spoke in a language I don't know and started waving her charger in my face. Um, 
you know, I did help her plug it in, but a lot of them just seemed very confused and they all had the, the papers that said, you know, I don't speak English, please help me. Um, as for the children that didn't look alike, I don't know that I saw that, but I also really wasn't paying attention to that. Uh, I was being followed and harassed by the Delta representative. Um, and then by the time we were on board, um, I didn't look too closely. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, maybe next time if you catch a glance or if anybody else catches a glance, uh, they could also look for those indicators. Thank you. That's a good That's tool. That's good advice. Have. Thank yeah. you for the question. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for joining. And thank you so much, Ashley, for coming tonight to my space and answering all these questions and letting me interview you. Um, I'd love to have you on again if there's a big development to the story or if you break other news. Of course, you're just such a delight to talk to and a wonderful human. Thank you, Josie. And absolutely, there's going to be a lot more coming out over the next two weeks. Um, James and I have been in close contact about uh, the tips that were being sent and other things that are happening. Um, and I believe I may be going back down towards that area soon so mm -hmm. stay tuned I might have a very very busy Christmas um, but Josie I, I so appreciate you having me on and getting the story out there um, and allowing me to speak to your audience I appreciate it and you being flexible with the time as well um, because it, I was supposed to do this hours ago and then I was on the phone with a couple insiders and then I had to do um, a media hit so thank you so much Josie for not plus you have me. a baby I mean like plus you have yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. even imagine. Yeah, I know. He was running around. He was saying hi to a couple people. Uh, I was on the phone with uh, Buzz Patterson yesterday, and, and Sebastian oh. was coming up saying, hi, Buzz. Hi, Buzz. <laughs> it's such a fun so name. And he'll, he'll go, he's been, he goes, mommy on plane, mommy on plane. Um, but <laughs> thank you so much, Josie. Uh, I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Thank you to my speakers, and thank you to my members at uh, TimCast.com uh, for supporting our work. Um, I do these spaces a few times a week. I'm going to be off until next year, but uh, I got some amazing people lined up. Uh, for next year. And, so and on this on this topic too, guys, mm -hmm. make sure you follow Josie and make sure you follow uh, Sonia down below too. I think she's still uh, up here as a speaker. Yes. Um, reporting on a lot of the air marshal stuff. So thank you guys all for the questions as well. And thank you for those who have uh, supported my work, supported Josie, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Thanks, Ashley. And thank you, everybody. And uh, everybody have a good night. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. God bless everybody. Good night. Merry Christmas. You too. Good night. Merry Christmas. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.